Nitish Kumar took oath as the Chief Minister of Bihar for a historic fourth consecutive term but with two deputies from the BJP. The Saffron party that emerged out to be the big brother in the alliance with 74 seats interestingly replaced Sushil Modi who had been Kumar's deputy for much of 15 years with Tarkishore Prasad and Renu Devi who won from the Katihar and Betia seats respectively. According to reports the post of the speaker in the Bihar assembly will also be given to the BJP and while so far Four JDU leaders, two BJP leaders, and one leader from the HAM and the VIP each have been sworn into the cabinet. Some reports even suggested that eventually, when all appointments are made, the JDU may get a lesser number of ministerial berths than the BJP this time, owing to its quote-unquote junior position in the alliance. But what does the appointment of the two deputies say? Even though it is Nitish Kumar who continues to be at the helm of the governance. With the people's mandate favoring the BJP is the party all set to solidify its grip over the state governance in this episode I'll be shortly joined by Aditya Menon the Queen's political editor You're tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Shalpuri As Nitish Kumar and other cabinet ministers took oath on 16 November in the presence of senior party leaders and top BJP leaders such as Amit Shah, JP Nadda and Devendra Fadnavis, the opposition RJD boycotted the oath taking ceremony saying that quote the mandate for change is against the NDA. End quote. One day before, Kumar was chosen as the leader of the NDA by the newly elected MLAs and MLCs of all four parties which are alliance partners. Even though the JDU was reduced to a mere 43 seats in the 243 member strong assembly it was the BJP's poll promise to back Kumar as the CM no matter what but that hasn't been able to stop speculations about how much the equation between the BJP and the JDU has changed since the election results came out until the swearing in ceremony there was a lot of suspense over who is going to be included in the Bihar cabinet and who's not suspense especially with the posts of the deputies since former deputy sushil kumar modi posted a cryptic tweet in hindi saying and i'm quoting the translation verbatim quote the bjp and the sang parivar have given me so much in my political life for 40 years that maybe no one else would have got i will discharge whatever responsibility that is given to me in the future no one can take away the post of the worker end quote And finally Tarkishore Prasad and Renu Devi were sworn in as deputies. In doing this the BJP is following the Uttar Pradesh model where there are two deputies as well. But while in Uttar Pradesh the BJP is the single largest majority and is in power with its own might, the situation in Bihar is way different. Here while the BJP has a higher number of seats in the assembly, it also needs the JDU for the NDA to be in power. And with speculations about the speaker's post going to the BJP as well, What do these appointments indicate exactly? Do they signal a growing BJP dominance in the alliance? Another question is, why did the party pick Tarkishore Prasad and Renu Devi as the deputies? From what we know, Prasad who belongs to the Vaishya community had started his political career with the ABVP and has held the seat of Katihar for four times in a row. And Renu Devi belongs to the extremely backward Nonia caste in Bihar. She's been the president of the Bihar Pradesh Mahila Morcha and in this election she's won from the Betia seat. So what exactly is the strategy behind these appointments is the BJP trying to expand its social base in the state Aditya Vaisen the appointment of low profile leaders like Tarkishore Prasad and uh, Renu Devi 
is pretty much in line with the kind of appointments uh, uh, prime minister narendra modi and uh, amit shah have made in the last 6 years uh, except for uh, yogi adityanath in uttar pradesh and uh, uh, bs yadurappa in karnataka and of course the continuation of shivraj singh chauhan in mp all the other appointments as cm have been of similarly low profile uh, leaders with an organizational background be it manohar lal khattar in haryana uh, raghuvar das in jharkhand uh, we had trivendra singh rawat in uttarakhand jairam thakur in himachal pradesh all of them are leaders who are who don't have much of a base in their respective states who are organizationally rooted in the bjp or rss hierarchy and being low profile leaders with not much of uh, of a base of themselves they would naturally be completely loyal to pm modi and amit shah uh, so that's the kind of approach they have been uh, consistently following so it's not surprising that uh, Uh, they have chosen uh, two similarly low-profile leaders uh, as deputy CMs in Bihar. Uh, this is also important from a, a caste point of view because uh, I mean Renu Devi particularly, uh, she is an uh, woman and that too belonging to the EBC category. Uh, you know, and both women and EBCs are considered the uh, traditional vote bank of Nitish Kumar. Uh, so it's clear that in the period that uh, that whatever period this government lasts the bjp wants to capture as much of uh, nitish kumar's uh, base as possible uh, i think the bjp is treating this entire government as some kind of a transition period a transition period in which it uh, strengthens itself expands even further mainly at uh, nitish kumar's expense and then reaches a position in which it is able to uh, form the government on its own in bihar uh so i mean that's why it has deliberately not uh, given a prominent position to any upper caste uh, leader because uh, then uh, it would sort of it it has the potential of scaring away uh, ebcs and mahadalits which are non dominant castes and are therefore scared of upper caste domination uh, in the government it would also uh, enable nitish kumar to play the savior of the non dominant caste saying oh look the bjp is projecting upper caste leaders so the bjp has been careful not to give uh, nitish kumar that chance and uh, they have really uh, rest- restricted his uh, uh, his space for any any maneuver- maneuverability or any space by which he can expand himself Uh, so it's a very clever uh, kind of uh, strategy that the bjp has uh, uh, played in bihar vis-a-vis uh, nitish but coming back to sushil modi who was replaced by prasad and devi for more than a decade he's been playing the second fiddle to nitish kumar so it was a bit of a surprise when he confirmed that he wouldn't be the deputy this time what perhaps added more curiosity about what modi's future role in the bjp would be was union minister giriraj singh's response to his tweet he wrote and i quote Respected Sushil Kumar Modi ji you're a leader you held the office of a deputy cm and will remain a bjp leader one does not become great or small because of a post end quote while some reports speculate that modi is headed to join the union cabinet which currently has a vacancy due to the demise of ram vilas paswan others say that he's not been assertive enough with nitish kumar it seems sushil kumar modi is paying the price for uh, being perceived as nitish kumar's man in the bjp 
the two leaders i mean they know each other since the emergency protests and uh, they had extremely good working relationship uh, he was nitish kumar's deputy for about 11 years uh, so the in the bjp there was this perception that uh, sushil kumar modi was doing nitish kumar's bidding and not uh, asserting enough on behalf of the bjp and uh, that he uh, sort of gave much more to nitish kumar than uh, what the cadres and the party wanted to give uh so sushil modi seems to be paying the price for this he also seems to be paying the price for the bjp's future plans in bihar uh, in uh, and in these future plans the bjp doesn't want any remnants of the nitish kumar era an extremely obvious remnant like uh, sushil modi uh, what happens next uh, for him it's not clear he hasn't really been indisciplined or hasn't gone against the party so uh one shouldn't really expect that he'll be punished in any way uh, probably he'll get accommodated at the center or in terms of a governor appointment uh, but as far as the bihar bjp is concerned it's clear that sushil modi is not part of its plans anymore while sushil modi's arc in the bjp will be closely observed in the coming days all eyes are still on the remaining cabinet appointments in the last term the jdu had 17 ministers and the bjp had 12 But will the BJP take the lion's share of the cabinet seats this time? Follow the Quinn for all updates from Bihar. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, Jio Seven, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts. 